Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Low Blow Booking Podcast. My name is Derek Cornett, and let me tell you something. We are coming at you live and in living color on your mobile listening devices. Tonight is a very special night for the Low Blow Booking Podcast. We're coming at you with some current content. Myself right now is joined on the other side of the world by my partner in crime, Dave Hall. Dave, how's it going? Mate, it's doing really well. It's a lovely day down here in Australia, and uh, I'm enjoying the lovely warm weather and uh, you know the nice outdoor breeze. Absolutely, man. That's always the fun part about talking to you is uh, it's nighttime here in Iowa. Uh, it's cold, it's snowy, and uh, you know the other side of the world is definitely a different place, and it's fun to get that perspective as we uh, as we're able to catch up. It's always a pleasure. Oh, I, I enjoy it. It's really good. Awesome. Well, Dave, you know, we've, we've been talking a lot. We've got a, a lot of uh, ovens in the fire, if you will, um, things that we would like to be doing uh, with the Low Blow Booking Podcast over the next couple months. Um, we're going to be, you know, exploding uh, with some content. And tonight is kind of uh, just a refresher here. We wanted to get something out um, that, you know, talks about some current day product simply because, uh, you know, you and I are looking at doing a podcast uh, here in a couple a uh, couple days, couple weeks on the summit 1990, and we've got some pretty fun ideas uh, worked up for that. I'm hoping that the NWA, uh, WCW, can make a comeback uh, from that brutal defeat uh, in 1989. Well, yeah, we'll have to wait and see how that, how that all books out. You know, the WWF have got a, a strong roster still. We'll see who can uh, who can prevail this time around. Absolutely, it's uh, you know definitely going to be a fun activity, something fun that we'll be able to go through. Um, and, and today, uh, you know, as we talk, I guess the, the big thing that you and I were, were looking at doing is, is something current day. And right now, the biggest thing that we have to look at is uh, the, the road to WrestleMania 31. Um, you know, I went to WrestleMania two years ago when it was out in New Jersey, and I simply went for one reason, and that was CM Punk and The Undertaker. It was the match that made me buy a ticket, made me buy a plane ticket, made me buy a hotel room to go out and, and spend um, spend the money I did to go out there and watch that match. And it was worth it. I thought it was a great contest. Um, when you look at this year's WrestleMania, is there something that would uh, you know make you spend the money on a ticket? Well, let me, I'll tell you now, I, I remember that, that, that event two years ago, I was actually trying to get some money together to actually fly from Australia over there, and um, unfortunately I couldn't pull it off, but I, I'll tell you what, this year's WrestleMania is just, at the moment, it's just not grabbing me. Uh, there's, there's a couple of things that I think would be good to watch from home. Uh, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'd be pulling out the money. I mean, especially the amount of money I've got to fork out. But I'm not sure I'd be pulling out the money to to, to be rushing there to see this event. The what, what, the way they've booked the last couple of you know event, the way they booked the Rumble. I know there's been a lot of talk on a lot of podcasts about it. The way they booked Fastlane the other day, it just isn't. It just doesn't feel like it's there, and it's it's, it's going to make it difficult. I think it's making it hard for them to sell the event. Well, I guess the issue that I have with it is, do they even have to sell the event anymore? Uh, it's nine ninety nine. I mean, I guess that's the thing. I mean, WrestleMania sells itself. I mean, they'll have a sellout, but but at the same time, you still you need to be. Um, they need to be drawing the people into watch. They need, they need to be putting on a product because it's what are you going to do after WrestleMania if you're not getting people to watch? If people aren't wanting to see the product, even though everyone will watch Mania, who's going to stick around after that? That's the, that's the thing you've got to be aware of. That's the thing you've got to be alert to. 
I, I think that's something big, you know, right now, um, just the way that the, the product itself is, um, I don't, I, I, I struggle with, um, what, what is their demographic and what are they trying to get out to? Um, I was just watching WrestleMania the other day and I was thinking to myself, when did it change from pro wrestling to sports entertainment? Like really change. And, um, for me, it was WrestleMania 15. That's when it stopped becoming a wrestling show and more of an entertainment show um, because of all the extra stuff that they were doing. And maybe it was earlier than that. But, you know, you look at WrestleMania uh, 12 based off the Iron Man wrestling match. WrestleMania 13 was based off that Austin and Bret Hart wrestling match, that fight. And then 14 had a little bit of the showmanship with Tyson. But now with 15, I thought, man, it's all about the show. And uh, I thought they went back a little bit on 17, but um, since then it has been sports entertainment. Um, what would you say to that? I, I, I can see your point there. I mean, I, I certainly remember going going back when I was when I was growing up and the early WrestleManias. It was about the, the matches. Like I remember the build for Hogan, Andre, and, and Savage Steamboat at WrestleMania three. You wanted to see those matches. I remember wanting to see Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels in, at at at, um, at at 12 and I remember the, the Brett you, know, you remember those key matches but I, and, and, and even into look I, I think you know you said 15 I, I might I might throw the argument out look 15 Austin Rock really sold but I'd maybe suggest the following year when they did Wrestlemania 2000 where Austin was gone they did that four way but it really was that really to me I think I might go one year later I think it was Wrestlemania 2000 when it was the four way and and Triple H won and Foley came back after retiring a few weeks earlier and it really that to me seems to be when they really that was that big they did the big four hour and they did the big pre-show spectacular like Wrestlemania all day thing they did as as part of the telecast, and that to me seems to be really, really switched. And and following that, it you know you can you can start to see the blurring where you get to these years where you know <laughs> WrestleMania is going to sell out, but you know who cares who's on top? I mean, we've had years where I mean, I even look back now and I go, gee, which which year was that WrestleMania? I mean, I can I can say WrestleMania three, Savage Steamboat, Hogan Andre, WrestleMania four, you know, that Savage wins the tournament, five Savage. I mean, these early ones, you've got these big moments, these big things, and I look at the last four or five years, and I sit there and I go, "What matches were on there? What 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 sold it? What made it special?" And I'll admit, last year they they nearly managed to pull pull it off with the change around with Daniel Bryan, but this year it just there's nothing special. And I think that uh, you know we can go back and look at the Rumble and look at Fastlane and. Uh, they they may have screwed the pooch, but in reality, this WrestleMania was booked a year ago when Brock Lesnar defeated The Undertaker, and that led to the rise of Roman Reigns um, so that he could be the new standard bearer. Um, I think that everything has been pointing to that to that moment, and um, you know you got to kind of give them credit because they are following through with it. That's what they want, and. Um, it justifiably that's what we're going to get. I don't think that some people like it, but that's that's exactly what's going to happen. And 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 twelve months ago, I probably would have said I could see that being a, a really good thing. But I think the two things that that really caused an issue in this whole scenario is number one, Daniel Bryan got hurt 
just after he won the belt, had to forfeit the title. And so his reign, there was no real end to it. They could have done him and Brock later in the year. Brock destroys him. Everyone still cheers for Daniel Bryan, but he could have had a couple of rematches last year and everyone would have been right. Okay, Daniel Bryan's had his shot. Who's next? And then the other thing is Roman Reigns spent a few months out injured just as he was probably at the peak of where he was at. And he's come back and he hasn't had the same momentum and he hasn't had the same backing. And I think, you know, fans have been a bit wary, but I think that wariness is more to do with what happened with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns becomes the victim of circumstances. But And then on top of that, I don't think Roman Reigns was booked right going into the Rumble before he won it and how he won it at the Rumble. I, I agree. Uh, you know, I look at Reigns... And I see that he he does, and, and I'll be honest, when, when they first came out with the Shield, I was not overly impressed with Reigns. I thought he was going to be the weakest of the bunch. But, you know, he's really come out, and I, I give him credit. I, I enjoy him now, but um, is he ready for the John Cena push? Is he ready for the, uh, is he going to be, uh, you know, a, a Hulk Hogan, or is he going to be a, a, an Ultimate Warrior? Um, you know what I mean? It, who is he going to be a long-term guy or not? Um, I just don't see it, I guess, that much with him, um, even though I want to. I um, yeah. Look, I I think I've got to agree with you there. He he has the potential to be a standard bearer for a long time. I think I think from what I've heard, apparently he he's he's a, he's got a lot of charisma. Not that they're allowing it to show at the moment or in his interviews and stuff. I think they're scripting him too much. But from what I've heard backstage and back when he was down in, in, in developmental, he, he's quite good a talker when people want to talk to him, but they're not allowing that to show. And again, I just come back 12 months ago. When he came off the Rumble last year, I mean, I was excited. And, and all, the, all the hullabaloo last year, if they caught an audible and had him beat Batista at the Rumble, he was on fire, and I would have everyone would have bought him in the main event. Come to 12 months later, the way he was booked in the Rumble this year, I think they've cut him off at the knees, and they're going to have to rebuild him. He could in the future be a long-term player, but even if they give him the belt at WrestleMania this year, I think I can't see it being a long reign. They'll have to take it off him, rebuild him, allow him to come back later. I, I agree. I just don't see, uh, I don't see a lot. A lot going his way. Um, I don't know. Let's 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 look at some of the other stuff that we have going on here. Let's run down what we have so far. Um, you know the the world title picture. Um, it's Reigns and, and Brock. Uh, we know that. Um, let's see. Let's go to uh, Bray and the Undertaker. Um, what have you thought about this so far? Oh look. I, I love the idea of Bray versus The Undertaker, but like I've, I mean, I've heard a lot of other people say, and it's all over the internet, the, the problem is Undertaker lost last year. What What's in it? What What's in it? I mean, Bray, Bray gets a rub of going up against The Undertaker. Is The Undertaker going to job to him? If The Undertaker doesn't job to him, they, they're killing any momentum that Bray is building here. He already had his you know, balls cut off last year by the feud with John Cena ruined him and they had to rebuild him after that. If I just, to me, this is a no win. You, you want the undertaker because of who he is and everyone's probably going to want him to win after last year. But if he doesn't, if he does beat Bray Wyatt, I think Bray Wyatt's this loser in the long run. It does no one any good. As much as I think this can be a really fun match to watch, I don't think there's any 
positive outcome that can come from it. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing is, if we're really talking about what should have happened, you know, do you give somebody like Bray Wyatt the rub of the lifetime with him beating The Undertaker um, a year ago or this year? You know what I mean? I just, that that setup with Brock Lesnar beating him, you know, it it, it is really, um, you know, shaking the foundation, if you will, of what the WWE is all about, Um in my opinion, it's hurt more than helped at this point, especially with Brock talking about leaving. So um, I think you're in a, a lose-lose situation because, um, ah, geez, I just don't know how that one's going to finish out. Well, if, if, if Undertaker comes back in the next week or so and, and, and they put something in this like, this is going to be my last match ever, then if Bray wins, he can, he can then build up Lesnar might have ended the streak, but I retired The Undertaker. I'm the darkness now. I've, I've stolen that from him. There's a positive. But if they don't put that stipulation in, and if it's just, if Undertaker's going to be back next year for another run, you know, I, I can't see any good coming from Undertaker beating Bray Wyatt. It's that simple. I, I, I think there's nothing that can come from that except people will be happy to, you know, because it's Undertaker and, you know, he's a legend that he is and all that. But, you know, unless they put some little stipulation about, career on the line or whatever look this this just doesn't this doesn't have any any positives i i can i can completely agree at this point and um bray it, oh geez talk about somebody not getting looked at the right way uh the wyatt family splitting up i think that was kind of the beginning of the end in my opinion for him um i love the wyatt family i thought it was a great outlet for him to to use and um at this point now geez louise I don't know. Uh, I don't know where they can really go with him. Um, and how and how cool would it be? I mean, you talk. We talk about rebooking. You go back. I mean, I agree. I I think that was the worst thing that happened, and not just for Bray. I think for Harper and Rowan, it, it, it's the worst thing that's happened to all three of them. You do some rebooking. They don't split up. They work together in the Rumble. That would have been fantastic. You had those three working together in the Rumble. They toss out Daniel Bryan. It's not seen as such a big thing that Bryan gets eliminated. You put Roman Reigns over the three of them at the end of the Rumble, and all of a sudden Roman Reigns is this conquering bloke who's beaten the evil trio. And yeah. then you put the evil, you put Bray in the ring against Taker with Rowan and Harper at ringside, and that that becomes intriguing. That becomes man, can Undertaker overcome this? Is Bray really the one who's going to end his career? That becomes intriguing. That's interesting. That's you know, bring it on. I'd buy that, but on his own, Bray is just it just doesn't. Work and I feel, and Rowan just Rowan has really been left behind. Poor bloke, he's getting the horrid book and run. And Harper is he got a couple of starts early, but now he's being left behind. I mean, they 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 took through they took a unit that was brilliant, and and they broke them up not long after they broke up the Shield. But at least the Shield were three individual blokes who you knew were going to make it on their own. Yep. Um, I just I mean, what are Harper and Rowan doing at this point? You know what I mean? It's I mean. Gosh, they oh they they're, they're frustrating me with that because um, as a team I thought that they were pretty darn good, um, but I guess that's kind of the picture that I've always heard is uh, you know we'd rather pay one person than two, um, and at, at this point you know I think that they really they really missed a good opportunity with them, um, so I guess we go two for two on matches that we're not really happy to see <laughs> uh, at WrestleMania so far. Um, Let's keep going down the line here. Uh, today, um, well, actually, before that, Sting and Triple H. Um, I 
am one of the biggest Sting fans of all time. I am super pumped to see Sting um, in the WWE. I'm excited for his Hall of Fame uh, next year, I'm guessing. Um, but when it comes down to it, him and Triple H, I don't see absolutely every reason as to why it's happening. Um, but I do think it's an okay way for him to do it if Triple H uh, does the job. But again, we'll, we'll see what happens with that one. And that's the thing, isn't it? Will Triple H do the job? I mean, I actually think he will. I, I, I think with all they've done, the build-up they've got with Sting, look, this is this has at least been built over a while. At least you've got this thing where you can see Triple H wants wants Sting in the ring. They've made it. They've made it. Some, this is the match. Like I said at the earlier on, I said there's a couple of matches I'm looking forward to seeing on TV. This is one of them. I'm looking forward to seeing this battle just for the fact that I'm I'm I my you know, I was there in the Attitude, not not there live, but you know, the Attitude era. I was in you know, at the peak of my fandom as a as a you know a twenty one year old and enjoying it and watching the W the, the war between the two companies. And I get that. I think there's a lot of younger fans that probably don't. And and that's this is one of those matches that if you've grown up with, if you're sort of our age when you've you've had that history with Sting, you're going to be going. Oh, I think this could be worth a watch. If you don't have it, then who who cares? This is this is an old bloke who you've never seen wrestle in this company. Everyone says he's this old legend, but why do they need to give him a match? I think they've built it up well. I think they've built up where you know where Sting has to win. But again, what what do we get out of it? What's going to happen if Triple H loses? Is he just going to come out the next night be the authority again and blah 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 like happens all the time? Is there any consequence here? I think that's a that's a huge point. What what is the consequence? What happens? If one thing happens uh, compared to another, um, and I think that maybe that's what we're missing with it is that there tomorrow doesn't matter um, with some of these matches because are we really building? I mean, in reality, are we building Sting to beat Triple H only to go on and face uh, face the Undertaker next year? Is that really what we're about? I mean, is that what we want to see? Um, you know what I mean? Is that is that what is that what's going to be the the best thing for business? Oh, I don't I, I don't want to see that. I, I think if if I ever wanted to see Sting wrestle the Undertaker, it was before Brock Lesnar beat the Undertaker. Um, I don't want to see Sting wrestle him now. That that luster is gone. Um, I think if they're going to use Sting as a bit of a maybe like that that final Legends run, let's give him a couple of matches over guys. Let's build him up. Maybe maybe have him wrestle a shot, you know, down the track just as a one-off, can he still do it and then have him, you know, maybe put over someone else in the future like a Bray Wyatt? You know, maybe next year, losing to Bray Wyatt, that could be interesting mm-hmm. if he's, they build him up okay over the next 12 months, but, you know, I, I don't want to see him wrestle Taker. I, I, I just, you know, it. where do you go with Sting? He's, he, there's not much left to him. You can't have him wrestle every week, otherwise it, it it will it will lose its luster very quickly. Yeah, I uh, I guess you know the tomorrow for Sting isn't very high, and um, when it comes down to it, you know uh, you get him you get him really for like one or two good matches left in his life. Is this how you're going to use him? Um, I don't know. I, that's a that's a, a good question, and I'm interested to see how it, how it all plays out. Um, you know, in the long run, uh, you know, especially with somebody the, that caliber, are we gonna really just do a one-off with them or I, I don't know there's a lot of questions to be asked with that one but 
but having said that, both of these guys, I mean, Sting is a guy who can who can be helped to a really good match, and Triple H, when he wants to, can put on a really good match. I mean, this is the sort of match where you could picture the two going out there and it being beyond expectation, and I guess that's because expectations are probably low for a lot of people. Um, I, I think it could be a very fun match to watch. It's just, you know, the, 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 the overall scheme of things, and this is what we keep coming back to. Where are they going? What are they doing? What's the future? There's just no... I don't see a lot of upsides in all these matches. Not, not too much. Um, let's go to the match that was made, uh, made today uh, with the, um, the Intercontinental title on the line. Uh, we're going to see Bray, or, uh, uh, Bad News Barrett defend that title um, in a ladder match. Uh, are we going to waste Dean Ambrose's push in this, in this contest? And put him in here to win the IC title, you think? Um, what I think is I think they've gone, we've lost our our blow-away openers since we canned money in the bank, and this is their way of bringing back that match. I mean, without having to put the money in the bank contract on because they've got that as another pay-per-view. This is their opportunity. Look, I think this would be a great time. Put Ambrose over four or five blokes and let him win the title. I mean, the Intercontinental title doesn't mean anything anyway anymore, and they keep talking about making it prestigious and whatever, and they never do. But, you know, here's your chance to put some guys in the ring, give Ambrose this win, and then, you know, use it as a stepping stone at Money in the Bank later in the year. Ambrose goes, I want to make WrestleMania. I'm going to win Money in the Bank. He wins Money in the Bank. You know, he can become the new king of the ladder matches or something like that. I mean, I I think this could be a, this could actually be a really enjoyable match. I, know, I think the reason they're putting it on is, we need to get back to that formula that we've lost. Absolutely. I think that's, I think this is definitely a step in the right direction with uh, what they're trying to do. Um, and I like the idea of, you know, somebody like, um, uh, somebody like, of course, Dolph Ziggler going out there and stealing the show. Um, where's Daniel Bryan fit in the scheme of this entire event so far? Well, that's, and that's, that's the hit. The most over guy in the company and, He's too good for that ladder match. He should not be in there. They put him in there. He will overshadow everything. He's not in the main event, which he should be in. And there's no one else who's over enough to compete with him or ready enough to match up with him. And he is just, he's in this horrible situation because they have stuffed up booking. The, the, the question I ask. I got the impression coming out of Fastlane and Raw the other night that are they planting the seeds for a heel turn? Are they going to try and get Reigns over by trying to turn Daniel Bryan heel? Oh, I don't know about that. I uh, I can't say that I I can't say that people would buy it. I mean, what what's the? That's the same reason why. What I guess maybe he's not a, a big. Uh, merchandise seller like um, Cena is at this point, but uh, you know why? Why would you try to get rid of your your guy? Ah, I just don't know. I don't like that I, idea whatsoever. I, I don't like it either. I'm just I'm just picture. I'm looking. I'm just looking at what are they doing with this guy? And all I can see is they've they've burned him. They've they've overlooked him. He he's he's he loses to Reigns. He's not happy about it. And there's nowhere else to go. I mean, the question you've got to ask is who's... I, I only asked that question because I asked this question, who's Reigns going to go up against coming out of WrestleMania? 
If he beats Brock Lesnar, as we all expect him to do it, who's his opponent? Now, he could wrestle Seth Rollins, but they might hold that off for a little bit with, um, with, the, money, with the money in the bank. They might still hold that off for a month or two. You know, Orton's back as a face. Big Show and Kane, if they ever see a main event again, I think you will literally have people or die of boredom. <laughs> um, you know, I, I can just see it as their way of solidifying Daniel uh, Roman Reigns as a face. If we turn the, uh, the one everyone else likes against the fans and against him, maybe they'll cheer for the guy we want them to cheer for. That's the only where that's the only thing I'm thinking of is that it's a it's the company's way of getting their way when it comes to Roman Reigns. I, I, I agree. I think that uh, there's, um, ah, man, I just don't like the idea of Daniel Bryan being a bad guy. I just don't. I don't think that it works. Um, but we'll see what happens. I don't get to, I don't get to uh, write that ship up there. Um, last thing, uh, it, it's all but conclusive that um, we will see Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. Um, are you for or against this one? Um. Provided Rollins wins, I'm for it. If Rollins, I mean that that they've built that. That was the the two guys in the in the authority. Rollins usurped Orton's place. They they got rid of Orton. Look, I, I think at least that match has a decent storyline behind it. But Rollins has to win. He he's lost a couple of matches now, and 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 all and with all fairness aside, I mean the match at the Rumble, you know. Lesnar had to win that, and Rollins looked great in that match. Absolutely great. But he's got money in the back. If they want him to be... They're, they're obviously building him up to, to have a run with that belt. They need to make sure they keep him strong. If he keeps losing, then who's going to buy it when he when he wins the title? I agree. I, uh, I completely agree. Um, and, and, I, and I think I think if you look at it, I mean, my picture would be, uh, from a booking standpoint looking forward, Ambrose wins the, the ladder match, Rollins wins his match, and he's got money in the bank. Romans comes away with the with the world title. Whether he should or not, it's a different story. But with the card we've got, you have those three guys. You've got the Shield back in prominent places, ready to have a go against each other again. Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that triple threat at SummerSlam. I think that would be a fun one. Um, I think a lot hinges on Brock Lesnar staying with the company. Um, I, uh, there's a lot of questions to be answered, and the biggest thing is when does Rollins cash in Money in the Bank? Um, you know, you you spent so much time building up Roman Reigns. You spent a year building up Brock Lesnar. Um, when is the moment that we we give uh, Rollins the run? And is it just a short run? And that's kind of the, the big thing that we have to think about and big thing that we have to worry about in, for all intents and purposes. I guess that really comes down to what they want to do with Reigns. If they are going to push Reigns out of Mania, if they're going to give Reigns the, Reigns the belt and let him keep it, um, you can build Rollins up and you can have him cash it in as a regular match. Uh, you, I, I tell you, I mean, the, the, the dream booking, I mean, which is what we're all about. I mean, Put, put him in a match where Reigns, you know, Rollins versus Reigns, in a, in a, in a you know, he, he, he qualifies as the number one contender in a match. Reigns, uh, Rollins gets himself disqualified, smacking Reigns over the head with the money in the bank, thinks it's all ready, cashes in money in the bank, whether he keeps the, wins the match or not, he could, you know, using it to his benefit. I, I think 
if they don't have the faith that Roll, uh, that Reigns is going to be accepted as champion uh, if he defeats Lesnar, I could see Rollins cashing in at WrestleMania. But if they're going to go, we're going to push it and we don't care, then I think it's still going to be a little way before we get that, that cash in. Nice. Nice. Well, Dave, I, I know that we had a short period of time here. I wanted to, to finish up. Um, I was going to ask you. Yeah, I'm here, mate. All right. So, Dave, I was going to ask you, when we look at WrestleMania 31 coming up, we've talked about some of the matches that are already being booked. Um, where Where's the first place that you would start at rebooking um, this uh, WrestleMania? Where Where do you start? Um, I, I think... I think you start. I think you've got to start at the top of the card. I think you've got to start with the main event. Um, I, I think with where things are at now, everyone probably agrees that the main event should be Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. That will get the crowd. That will get the viewers. That's what people want to see: the battle of the big man and the little man. I, I think I have to agree. Um, you know, that's the one that everybody wants to see, and sometimes you have to give us what we want. Um, I think that we can both agree that that is our top of the card and everything else from there, um, trickles into, uh, a nice, a nice spot. Um, so let's go from there. Let's, let's go. What do you do with Roman Reigns then? Well, there's, there's the tough thing, I guess. I mean, if, if Daniel Bryan was booked, if he won the main event at, at Mania or he won the match at Fastlane, you could put Roman Reigns in a situation with Rusev. You could get Cena off of Rusev and you could have those two going at it. I think that would be an intriguing match in itself. I think that would be something that would be worth worth a look. The other side of the coin is you could you could look at doing Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Um, you know, the two Shield members. I mean, Roman Reigns hasn't really had the, the comeback against Rollins since they broke up. I mean, he was put straight onto Orton while Ambrose and Seth battled it out at SummerSlam last year. So I think there's a couple of options that you could do with um, with Roman Reigns. I, I really like the idea of putting him against Rusev because I think that would be a real fascinating match that could that could almost make both men better. Like that's the sort of match where the outcome can improve the situation for both men. I agree. I, I guess that's one match that we didn't talk about too much was uh, the Cena versus Rusev um, thing. Um, I, I, I agree a wholeheartedly Rusev versus, uh, Roman Reigns would be very fun to watch, um, at this point in time, uh, where they're both at and the possibilities of what they could both do. Um, so if we move to that, we've got Brian versus Brock. We've got Reigns versus, uh, Rusev. What are we doing with, uh, John Cena? <laughs> Well, I think you know, there's there's probably he's the the biggest the biggest monkey in the wrench of it all. I guess you, you need someone who's at his level, who having a match against him works. Now, again, you come back to the idea maybe Seth Rollins, uh, you know, that could sort of help build Seth Rollins up as a, as a mainstream guy. Maybe he steals a win on John Cena at the biggest stage of it all. I think that that could certainly make it interesting if the backstory was built properly. Uh, you had a lot of stuff around, you know, uh, Cena was battling against the authority for a while. And if you had played that story a little bit better, then going up against Rollins now could work, especially after Rumble, where they were both in the match against Brock and, and um, you know, 
it, it, it would have. I, I think there's a position where Cena and Rollins could could meet up. I, I like that. Um, I, I still think I, I'm actually going to part ways with you there. I think Rollins and Orton is a match that um, has the potential to do something good um, simply because I think Rollins has a better chance at beating Orton than he does at beating Cena um, and it being meaningful in the long run. Um, I, look, I, I, you're right about that. The, the the problem you get is if, if you rebook the card and we're trying to find someone for Cena, the... The who else is at that level? I mean, I, you can't put him against the Taker because that match needed to happen when Taker was undefeated. He I, and I, I still go back. I, I mean, look, they, they they had Brock break the streak, but I always thought that if they were going to really make the streak, could it be broken? Putting him against Super Cena would have made it. Oh, would have put all the questions in everyone's mind. But you're not going to want him facing Taker. You don't want him facing Bray Wyatt again because that ruined everyone. Where else is there for for Cena, uh, for Cena to fit in? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, where where else could we put him? You know, Bray Wyatt makes a case if we moved around um, so that he could maybe get his revenge, but they've hurt him so bad. Um, I, re- I mean, do, do we do another Cena versus Triple H match? I think that if they would have started the build back in uh, Survivor Series, it could have been something. Um, but really there's nobody big, especially the fact that the rock isn't coming back. Um, that may have been the outdoor chance of somebody coming in that, uh, would have been beneficial for the two of those guys to wrestle, uh, to complete the trilogy. Um, I think that would have been a nice marquee match to go with this WrestleMania, to be honest. Um, but they may be holding that one off till next year, uh, down in Dallas. Oh, look, yeah, I guess we don't know what The Rock's going to do, but, you know, it, it just, Cena, Cena just, it, he's just, the problem with Cena is he's, there's, there's a lot of stuff about you know, what's he like. Do you, whether you like him or you don't like him, the, the only person I see anywhere near his level or he's anywhere near the level of is Taker. But now that Taker's not undefeated, you can't do Cena versus Taker anymore. Yep. There's not many people at his level. And they've already destroyed the Brock Lesnar, uh, John Cena, you know, anything whatsoever. Um, uh, I just don't see, I don't know, I don't see it really working out. Uh, Cena's, Cena's kind of the oddball here at this point. So, um, and I think, that's, I think that's indicative of what WWE haven't done over the past 12 months. They haven't built anyone else up who can be seen as on par with Cena. Now... I don't even see Rusev as on par with Cena, but gee, they did a good job at Fastlane of making, you know, they put him over and look, he's probably the closest anyone's got, but I'm just worried he's going to, Rusev's going to get beaten by Cena and it's just going to ruin everything. I, I, I see uh, Cena beating him at uh, WrestleMania and then Rusev coming back and beating him on, uh, at the pay-per-view after that, whatever they're going to call it. Um, <laughs> that's a, uh, that's kind of frustrating to see how that's going to work out. Um, but you never know. I, I do think that there's a future for Rusev versus Reigns. So um, let's keep seeing it to the side for a moment. Uh, a guy who who we both talked highly about was um, Dean Ambrose. Uh, do we do a one-on-one match with him and uh, Bad News Barrett, or do you like the idea of the ladder match? Um. I like the idea of the ladder match because I can't see how else you're also going to fit Dolph Ziggler into the mix of everything. 
I, I think that the latter match creates the opportunity to give everyone a go without, again, it's that who's at whose level. And Ambrose is only going to benefit from being against guys that we've already booked in other matches. Um, Ambrose needs to go over someone and something at Mania, in my opinion. He is he is someone that they, they if they have him much longer, he's going to go cold and they're going to miss a chance on him. And I don't think they really want to do that. I think that's why they booked the ladder match. I think the ladder, like I said before, I think the ladder match uh, is going to be worth watching. And I think it could be maybe the only sane booking that's, that seems to be occurring on this whole event. Uh, I like the idea of Ambrose right now is Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13, in my opinion. He is just on the brink of being something that is going to be incredible. And if they don't pull the trigger in the right way, which is by making uh, this WrestleMania appearance for him something very special, um, they could be in for a world of hurt um, simply because he, he you got to use your momentum in the right way. Um, and you, I hate to see Bad News Barrett lose again, but man, this is a guy who should be a main eventer at this point in his career, and he's not, and it's frustrating. Um, uh, absolutely. Well let, well, let me throw this one at you. We're talking about our booking. What about face versus face, Ambrose versus Cena? There's I, a guy, if Ambrose was to beat him, even if it was by cheating, if it was by fluke, you could buy that. You could buy, like you said, he's just at that, at that brink. You put him over Cena the same way Austin... Or even you don't put him over Cena, but you have him lose in a way like Austin lost to Hart, where it makes him bigger, like the the pass out, the the he you know whatever it is. But you know you could that that could work. I was actually going to say um, I'm thinking of it more. I was going to say Dolph Ziggler versus Cena. Um, have Dolph Ziggler come out and and cut the promo that he can cut. Let him cut it, and he calls out Cena and he says it's the biggest show, it's the biggest stage. I want the biggest name in this industry one-on-one, and I'm going to show this world why I am, you know, the the, the new showstopper, the man. Um, I think that would be something that would sell, uh, and I think Cena could give him a really good match, too. But I think for that, you'd have to turn Dolph heel again. And, um, look, I mean, I think, Dolph, I, I think Dolph Ziggler has been hurt by a lot of booking, and if you're looking at if you do that, then you then what do you do with Ambrose again? Do you put him in a match with Barrett? I don't think Barrett's the guy that Ambrose needs to be beating to take him to the next level or losing to to take him to the next level. I think that Ambrose needs to be against a next the next level up type of opponent, and those are the guys that we've, you know, we're already looking at putting in other matches. Oh, geez, it's it's tough right now to look at the current landscape of the WWE and really do something. Um, you got I, uh, another match that is definitely being built up well is Stardust versus Goldust. Do you agree with that? Do you like that contest? Sure, they've been building that for a while. We all know that that's something that they they've wanted to do. Whether we actually guessed it is a different story if I was booking Mania look I think you're looking at you've got the storylines that have been built you've got two matches that need to happen Goldust Stardust Miz and Mizdow those two matches have to happen based on your build up booking that's been happening for the last few months 
Um, I don't think they should have had Stardust and Goldust meet at Fastlane. I think they should have held that off and put them at Mania and given the chance. But I'd like I'd, I'd like to see the Stardust gimmick gone. I think Cody needs to go back to Cody Rhodes. I I completely agree. Um, he's a guy that has got a tremendous upside, and uh, I would like to see him in that position. I guess uh, because he he does have a, a star quality about him. No pun intended. Um, but you never know what they're going to do with somebody like him. You know, he's just got, he's got a lot of opportunity and, but he doesn't have the size, I guess that, uh, you know, everybody looks for. Um, and that kind of, that kind of hurts, uh, his, his future in a way. It does. But I think um, a a one-off match with his brother, the, the whole, you know, brothers against each other, look, you know, we all know Vince seems to love that. We've had the Hardys against each other. We had, you know, although they're not legit brothers, we had Edge and Christian against each other. I mean, Vince loves the brother-brother matchup. Dusty and Gold Dust, they've been, they've been hinting at that since, you know, back when Cody was in Legacy and Gold Dust appeared at the Rumble together. And, you know, they, they, they can take that. But, you know, again, the long-term viability, Cody's never going to be anything more than than mid to up, maybe upper mid card at best. Yeah. Oh, that's frustrating. You know, it's, that's just how it's going to be, I guess. Um, I do like the match. I, I want to see it happen. Um, I, I think definitely what you said, Mizdow versus Miz, um, let Damian Sandow run. You know, this guy is, he's got the opportunity of a lifetime right now to, to take an angle and really, really get some some awesome momentum out of it. Um, I think we can both agree that he needs to win that match. Um, and I think the crowd would go insane for it. Oh, absolutely. He's he, he's on the brink. He he's ready to be to be moved. And look, give 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 them credit. They've actually held back on pushing that. I mean they've that's been on the brink since, you know, Survivor Series last, just after Survivor Series that all started building and they still haven't broken them up. And I know a lot of people are anti Miz, but I'll tell you what. I've been enjoying the Miz in this storyline. He might yep. not be the best wrestler in the world, you know, move for move and technique and whatever, but in this storyline, I've actually enjoyed watching what's been happening. I enjoyed I enjoyed watching Miz not tagging Miz now at the Royal Rumble because he was not wanting him to get the credit, all that sort of stuff. I'm enjoying the storyline, and we're all ready for Miz now to, to, to go over Miz and, and move to the next level. I, I agree. I'm I'm excited to see how it how it really all goes down with them because uh, oh, Miz Mizdow is somebody that they've just been they've done the slow burn and I think it's time to to let that candle just explode and and see what he can do. Um, Miz can recover really easily, in my opinion. He doesn't have uh, too much to worry about. Um, so you go there. We've got a nice undercard with those guys. Um, tag team championships. Um, you know, is this thing with uh, Cesaro and and uh, TJ is this real? I oh, look. I think it's got a potential that they've got to do something. They're, they're too talented. I mean, we all know how good Cesaro is. In my opinion, Cesaro shouldn't even be in this tag team. He should be up. He should be one of those guys. We're saying put him against your Ortons or your or your Cenas or whatever. But they've stuffed him around for twelve months. These two guys, I think they pulled the, the, the trigger one month too early. I think they should have had a, a DQ result at Fastlane and have a tag title change at Mania. That's what I would have done. Yeah, uh, 
I can't say that they've made the best decisions with their uh, their world title or the tag team titles as of late, but um, I, I think that that's a that's a position to go. Um, I, I know that they're looking at bringing up uh, is it um, is it, uh, the oh man the guys from NXT the Luchadors. Um, I don't see. Oh. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah, the Luchadors. Yeah, and pretty yeah. much, I, I want to say it's Ricochet and uh, Sin Cara. I think that's the names. Um, I don't see that being overly beneficial yet, I think, down the line, maybe, but um, I don't see them as a team that really does a lot of work um, long-term. Um, do you think there's a spot for an NXT match at WrestleMania? Uh, I, I personally don't think it's appropriate. I, I, I think that... WrestleMania, it's the showcase of the immortals. It's it's the it's the pinnacle. It's the Super Bowl of wrestling, whatever you want to call it. And I and I, and I honestly think that um, I think NXT, even though they're putting on the great matches, the great cards that they are, the reality is it's still developmental. And I think it takes away from. I mean, look, there's a couple of guys you could put. You could put Owens and, and Neville and, and whoever in it, and they would steal the show. But I don't think it's appropriate for them to do so. I think that you could do something else. You could have a, 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 an NXT event the day before at, at Mania weekend and, and have it as part of Mania on the network. But on the main card, I, I think I would be sticking with, with what they've got only because they run the risk of making everything else look bad. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely something to think about with some of those guys. Um, you know, I, I look in a year from now, are we going to be seeing a, a Kevin Steen uh, or, you know, Kevin Owens or whatnot? Are we going to see him in, in a WrestleMania match? Are we going to see Hideo Itami? Uh, are we going to see um, Devitt? You know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what those guys do. I personally don't give a shit about Adrian Neville, and maybe I'll make some uh, internet smart marks out there pretty upset, but I don't see any value in the guy. Um, he is one guy that I see that is too small um, to really make me super believe that uh, he's going to do something special, um, but maybe I'm just biased. I think my only my only fear is that any NXT guy that comes up, they're going to end up at best in the same situation that, um, that Cesaro is in at the moment. And that's and that's not not being allowed to really showcase what they can do. And if they do, and they start getting over, they're going to put a lid on them. Um, it's, it's a sad it's a sad thing, and you'd like to think they wouldn't. But their track record with the guys from developmental take away the very first class: Lesnar, Cena, Orton. Ever since then, anyone who's come up from developmental has really, you know, there's always been a ceiling, and they don't go past it. Yeah, I, uh, I'm interested to see how that works out. Um, I do think that there's a showcase opportunity. Maybe it's a pre-show thing, too. You never know. Um, that could be something to, to look at, but, um, you know, using something there. So, um, okay, so the way we've looked at it, uh, now, what are we doing with Sting, Undertaker, Bray Wyatt, Triple H? Are we keeping those matches, or is this our, oppor- our last opportunity uh, for Sting and, and Taker? If it was, if it was, no, look, I, I, I think, I think you run with Sting, Triple H with what they've built, and I think, I, if I was booking this, I would have had, I would have Harper and Rowan rejoining Wyatt as soon as possible, the Wyatt family together, and all of a sudden, Undertaker is against the odds, that becomes intriguing to me. Put the stipulation on it, Undertaker 
comes out and says, if I lose this match, I'm retiring, right? And then have Bray Wyatt beat him. It makes Bray Wyatt a bigger star because Undertaker has said, if I lose, I'm retiring. I'm never losing again. Last year was a fluke. Last year, Lesnar, yeah, he got me at a bad moment, but that's not happening. I am still the man. Bray Wyatt beats him. Undertaker retires, and, and Bray Wyatt gets put over in a bigger way. That that to me would work, but I think the the, the Wyatt family need to be back together for yeah. it all to work. Especially the I don't think maybe they don't get involved in the match, but at least the setup. Um, they they get it to the point where Taker is against all the odds, but um, I do think they they uh, that match is something. And then do we still go ahead with Sting and Triple H? Do you think? Look, I, I think that's the only place I can see Sting being viable. Look, I, I, like I said before, I'm looking forward to the idea of Sting versus Triple H because I was around when the Monday Night Wars were on. I remember Sting at the peak. He was the face of WCW, and, and the reality is the only one left who is a face from the Attitude Era is Triple H because Rock and Austin are both gone. So the match makes sense. The match can be enjoyable. I don't think they've built it right. I think they need to play up and they need to let Sting do a little bit more than what he's done. But look, I, I'm, I think it's I think it's going to work a little bit. I just I'm not expecting a great match from them. I, I agree. I uh, I think there it's going to be a lot of showmanship, um, and and that is going to end up being what helps them uh, get through the contest. But um, yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting contest uh, overall. I, I'm interested to see how the fans uh, go about giving Sting credit or not, um, and if they're really going to give him uh, a standing ovation or, or whatever it's going to be, um, simply because he's not really a WWE guy. Uh, do they even know who he is? Um, I don't know. That's that's going to be fun to, to to watch that go down. Yeah, and, and look, I, I think it's right. I think the WF need to be doing more to push Sting's history, talk about, have guys talking about. I mean, they did a little bit with Flair the other week, talking about I wrestled him here and all that, but show some clips, have some interviews, have some of the, the legends, the guys that aren't on the roster, like your, your Kevin Nashes and your Scott Halls talking about fighting him in WCW and how you could never beat him and he was just so... Yeah, you don't have to be real. It's it, it's it's a storyline. They can they can make it sound like Sting was this unbelievably over the top, unbeatable character. You could even pull in a Goldberg and Goldberg say he was the one guy I ever feared facing. I never faced him, but I thought that if I did, I would actually lose. I mean, how how would that look? All these build ups over the week. Sting looks like this amazingly amazing person. It doesn't matter whether he wins or loses or what what he does in the ring because. Your background is built from, I'm the face of the company now, I'm the COO, I, I did it all in the WWF, and Sting did it all in WCW. Who's the best one? Yeah, I agree. I um, I thought that there was a moment the other day that Triple H said something, uh, you know, about how he's the reason why Sting went out of business and, and stuff like that, and I didn't really care for that play on it too much but um in some aspects it did make sense and it was something that at least could be looked at um i i do think that there's a different way to look at this angle and um you never know uh like i said i there's going to be a lot of intrigue behind that contest and i think it's one that people are interested in looking at at least um 
on paper, it seems like it's going to be fun. So uh, we'll see where that one goes. I think that uh, we keep that. Um, and like we talked about, I think Cena is just our our oddball. And if we do do Cena versus Rollins, then we still have Orton, who's free. Um, is there anything that you can see with him? Uh, I actually wouldn't mind to see Orton versus Ambrose. Um, I, I think that would be a fun Except- contest. Yeah, look, I, I agree, and I, I think that's that, that, that's your switch point. You know, either either Ambrose versus Cena or Rollins versus Cena. One of those two, put them over Cena or have them go down. But in like in the circumstances that Stone Cold went down at to Bret Hart, like you just you know something that's going to earn the respect of the crowd and earn that you know moves them up to the next level, even though they've lost. You know, one 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 thing to ask: do we do we would we still run the um, the battle royal, the oh, Andre yeah. battle royal. I mean, is that we're talking before about um, the NXT guys? Is that something where you could put a couple of NXT guys in to to um, put them on the show without having to give them a match that could take away from anything? I, I think that there's pieces of that there. Um, how, who do you like to win that? Because right now, honestly, I like uh, Ryback or I like Axel to win. Um, simply as a catalyst for what we what we need to be able to do with them in the future. Um, I, I, uh, I'd love to have uh, Curtis Axel win, but I don't think the WWE will do it. <laughs> I think, you know, in, 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 in reality, look, I, I think with, you know, because the, the, the Wyatt family aren't together anymore, I, I'd, like to see, um, I'd like to see Harper win it. I think Harper would be the one to, to really give that shot to because I think he's... He's got the most upside. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, it's just a, it's an opportunity, man. I, I, I just hope they don't squander it like they did with uh, Cesaro. Because um, really, what have they, what have they done since then with him? Um, in a big, in a big way, you know. He, he really came through and and looked like he could uh, be a main event caliber guy, and they've kind of pooped the bed with it. So. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see how it plays out with that. Um, we still got some time, though. You know, WrestleMania is still a couple weeks away, so you never know what could happen between now and then. And hopefully, nobody gets hurt or anything like that to really screw up the card. Um, I think if anybody does get hurt, I think most people are hoping that it's Roman Reigns, which is too bad. Uh, but that's that's kind of how that goes. Uh, we'll see what happens here with the Brock Lesnar situation. Uh, I think you and I look at at that card and. Uh, at the top, we flip it with uh, Danielson uh, versus Lesnar, um, Roman Reigns versus uh, Rusev, uh, Cena versus Rollins, um, Orton versus Ambrose, maybe, maybe Dolph Ziggler and Bad News Barrett, um, moving some things around there, um, Stardust, Miz Dow and Miz, um, and then uh, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I think putting all that stuff together, uh, giving it some time, uh, you've got a pretty good card there and, uh, you know, throwing in the tag team titles. Um, I think that's a pretty complete WrestleMania for what they've got. And, uh, I know it's easy to shit on it and I hope that we haven't done that tonight, but, uh, there is some talent in the WWE right now. They just got to figure out a way to utilize it better. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing. Like I said, I think there are guys that are on the cusp of stuff ready to, ready to be, you know, um, that booking previously can can still be salvaged. There are guys that can be salvaged. There are the guys that can, on the brink of something next level, it's whether or not they actually 
do it and, and push them and, and put them over and give them the chance to go to the next level. And I think, I think the, the thing that's on that everyone is worried about is that the track record over the last few years, they won't do it. And that's, that's I think, where every, everyone's really worried. Yeah, I, uh, I can't say that I am not feeling the same way, though. You know what I mean? Uh, especially with the way that the Royal Rumble went and the way that Fastlane went. Um, they kind of gave us the the bait and then uh, took it all away from us with the Danielson stuff. So let's see where he goes. Uh, I'm interested. The next couple weeks of WWE television are kind of must-see, um, especially if you're a Brian Danielson fan. What are they going to do with him? Um, and where does he end up? Is it end up a triple threat again, which hopefully it doesn't, but... Um, I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. I've used the word interesting about eighteen times. I'm gonna use it again. This is this is kind of what makes you want to watch wrestling. And the problem is is that if they don't do a payoff, um, it may not be worth it, and it may lose some fans in the long run. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Gotta agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know our time is uh, coming to an end here, Dave. I appreciate you being able to hang out tonight and uh, go through some stuff. Any final comments here? Uh, look, I think I think we've said it all. I think it's it's a card that that could have potential. Look, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I'm not I'm not rushing to 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 be to be lining up to to see it at the moment. But at the same time, they get this even with the card that they're looking at doing. They book it right. It, it could work. It could work. Just whether or not they do it, we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, I uh, I'd have to say that what you said. Maybe I'm not excited about the event, but. At this point, the buildup has definitely got me uh, interested to see where things turn out, uh, where they go, um, simply because right now my favorite guy is probably Brian Danielson to watch, and uh, he doesn't have a clear-cut match. So um, I wonder what the powers-to-be have to say about that and what they're going to end up doing. Yeah, uh, look, you know, that's that's just the one thing. I really want to know what they're doing with him. I mean, uh, yeah, I... Uh, We'll just have to wait and see. Awesome. All right, Dave. Well, uh, thank you for joining me here on the Low Blow Booking Podcast. We're going to be coming back uh, in a couple weeks here and uh, doing the 1990 Summit. Uh, we are going to be live with a Royal Rumble um, between the WWF and the NWA slash WCW at that time. We both got 15 guys in it. Um, we booked it from top to bottom, the entire card, uh, champions versus champions, and, of course, the icon versus icon match. Um, I'll let you guys figure out what that is. Dave, it's been a pleasure. We'll uh, see you here in a couple weeks. Sound good? Looking forward to it. All right. We'll see you.